Welcome to the Stibben Zang Show, episode 20. Uh, on the menu for this episode, we will be talking UFC 262. And for the rest of the episode, we will be looking at the NHL playoffs uh, that have uh, that are underway. We'll be talking about that. But as always, uh, we have to go to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NBA while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus. So get Hot Streak Fantasy app right now. Eric, you've made some money on it. Exactly. Yep. So I, la- last Tell them how quick was, and easy it is. That's what I'm saying. Last week I said I was broke. I made some money. I made put $10 money. in. You put I all made $20. money on in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I made paycheck. $20. So yeah. Perfect. It is quick and easy. It's super easy. You just pick three players. And yep. then if they win, they win. Um, I don't know how it's going to work for the playoffs. I'm interested to see. I think it's still going to be around the same yeah. way, but like uh, obviously some of the, the worst players aren't going to play that much, so it's going to be very yeah. interesting to it's see. Interesting to see, but uh, so tune in for that. Use Hot Street Fantasy app because it's quick and easy, and it's super exactly. uh, super efficient uh, when yep. it comes to gambling sites. So make sure to look into that. And let's uh, let's get into the episode, Eric. But first, as always, roll it. Welcome to the Stibben Zang Show. It is episode 20th, uh, Eric. The 20th episode, uh, quite a little bit of a milestone, I'd say. Exactly. Uh, it's not 50, it's not 100, but it's, uh, it's 20. It's our 20. Exactly. Um, so in today's episode, Eric, we'll be talking about UFC 262, which is Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. What is it, Oliveira? Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. Oliveira. Like, a lot, like that cream, right? Versus Michael yeah. Chandler. Uh, for UFC 262. And then for the rest of the episode, we will be giving our predictions uh, for the NHL playoffs first round. Uh, we'll go through the series, predict our winner, how many games, blah, 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 what we think about exactly. the matchups. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty much it. So, Eric, let's get uh, UFC out of the way first. UFC mm-hmm. 262 happened. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Uh, Charles Oliveira was 30 and 8 going into this fight. Chandler was uh, 22 and what was it? Sorry, no, twenty-two and five. Yeah, uh, this was a lightweight matchup, and uh, Charles Oliveira actually came out and won this one in the second round with a knockout, nineteen seconds in. Eric, he punched him once. If people are watching, they know the knockout with the left jab or the left hook, you could say, brought him to the fence and then finished him there. You mm-hmm. watched the fight. Yeah. The UFC guy, pretty much on this show. Why don't you talk about it? So, like, just come into this fight. Like, obviously. Um, Everyone wanted Michael. Uh, everyone wanted Charles Oliveira to win because Michael Chandler. He only fought that one time in the UFC. We watched that live. Remember on the Conor McGregor? I did. Uh, I love yeah. how you keep saying we watched this live, and I have no like recollection. Remember when Conor McGregor happened. fought Dustin Poirier on that car? The fight oh, right wait, before was this during COVID? Just just recently? Yeah, remember Michael, the fight right Dustin, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Michael he got Chandler? that knock. Yeah, he got oh, that knock. Michael Chandler. Yeah, he got that. Yeah, he got that knockout. Remember Michael yeah. Chandler? He got that knockout. No, nope, on. But... Uh, I remember okay, the he, Poirier Okay, fight. he did, and he he only had one fight, and then he got the title shot, which was kind of crazy because uh, Khabib wow. vacated. So that's why uh, they fought oh. for it. And the thing with Charles Oliveira was Charles Oliveira was on an eight-fight win streak. Mm-hmm. This guy's fought twenty-six fights, I want to say, in the U.S. So this guy's like Bing right, never had a title shot. He's on an eight-fight win streak, and then so everyone obviously wants Charles because Charles Oliveira has been in the UFC for like a- almost a decade now, like. And he's been grinding. Like, he's been really good. So um, he went in there and he just showed that he was a better fighter. He has more. He, 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 like, it's just uh, it's not that he has more experience, but he just 
seemed like he was hard. better when it came to uh, grappling and uh, for sure, for uh, sure, he's a better jiu-jitsu and stuff. And the knock against uh, Charles Oliveira was, oh, he didn't fight that good of competition. Oh, he can't handle pressure. Michael Chandler had knocked him out. Like uh, Charles Oliveira was on the ground. Ref could have stopped it. Ref could uh, let it go. Charles Oliveira stood in there, and then mm-hmm. round finished. Yep. Next round comes out, knocks him out. Nineteen second. Super nice uh, left hook, like super yeah. sharp. Super. Oh, it was so clean. I was so happy for him. Um, Wait, everyone this was in Brazil a title was fight. Oh yeah, it was a title fight for the lightweight fight, yeah. championship. Exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's the new lightweight champion exactly. now. So yeah, and then uh, Conor McGregor is gonna fight Dustin Poirier. Yeah, People and the winner, the winner of that, winner is that might be fight Charles. Fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm guessing uh, Charles Oliveira probably gonna wait a little while here for the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier trilogy to end, mm-hmm. right? And then exactly. uh, fight the winner. So yeah, I guess I have nothing else to say on it. Well, uh, I just want to add. I saw the highlights. That yeah, first round bro, it was pretty it, intense. Su- yeah, like you so said, he could have ended it. Like he was on yeah. the ground getting. I was watching like such Chandler. a good fight. Michael Chandler is, is probably gonna, like he's, and he's still a really, really good, good power striker too. Michael Chandler. Exactly. Strong, exactly. Strong strikes. Because Michael Chandler was a champion for Bellator. Like he was there for a while before. Like he was probably the best uh, light uh, lightweight that wasn't in the UFC, right? Yeah. So and then he came here, knocked out Don Hecker. So uh, people were like he he still had a lot of hype, but uh, Charles Oliveira. He's been doing this for a while. He deserves it. He was what, and, ranked uh, number third going into this fight? Charles Aaron, the lightweight uh, division? I think, yeah, I think uh, it was third and fourth. Third. Yeah, third and fourth. Yeah. Third and fourth. But rankings don't really yeah, mean that much, no, to be honest. I'll be honest. Really. Rankings don't mean that much. But uh, I'm so happy for Charles Oliveira. He was yep. so happy. And uh, I'm happy for Brazil for sure. There's not too much to expand on this. It's just how they. Yeah, good. Fight. UFC, yeah, good for Brazil. Uh, their athlete wins the lightweight championship. Uh, versus Michael Chandler. That's UFC 262. Probably going to talk for uh, t- uh, towards or talk about UFC 263 when that happens, uh, whenever it is. But uh, if there's nothing else to say, we can move to the NHL now, where we will spend the rest of the episode, yeah. uh, pretty much. I'm excited going through the uh, going through the playoff matchups. Give out who we think's gonna win, exactly. how many games probably, uh, what we like about the matchup, the yeah. strong points, weaknesses. So, uh, Eric, let's start in the East with the Boston Bruins and Washington Ooh. Capitals, which I think is gonna be a really good series. Uh, we're we can't lie right now. We are filming this episode exactly on Monday, a late Monday. So there have been games that have played. So the Capitals won their game, uh, Islanders won their game, Tampa won their game. Uh, the Wild beat the Golden Knights in OT, so they're yeah. up one nothing. So those teams are up one nothing. For me, I don't think it really uh, changes my exactly, my original yeah. picks uh, because it's still best of seven series, so a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Boston Washington probably going to be a high scoring affair. Uh, game one was something to watch for sure. Uh, it went to overtime. Oh, that's by the way the first three games to go to overtime in NHL history. The first three playoff games all went to OT. Oh, yeah. That's the first time in NHL history that's happened. Um, so kudos to them. Kudos to the three sure. matchups. Those were good matchups. Boston Capitals. Boston actually won this series uh, against Washington 4-2-2 two, and two they won against. Uh, so they played eight games. Boston won majority. But as we know in the playoffs, the records mean nothing exactly. head-to-head uh, because it's a clean sheet and it restarts. So Boston, as we know, we talked about them. They acquired Taylor Hall to trade deadline, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the line now, I think, with David Krejci. And he's looked really good now in Boston. He's been heating up. 
Capitals, they made trade deadline moves. They picked up Anthony Mantha. They gave yeah. up Jacob Verona. Uh, so they pick up the power forward uh, who could score. So Boston versus the Capitals. My initial pick is the Boston Bruins. That's okay. who I think is going to win this series. I mean, just first of all, I know the Boston Bruins, for some reason this year, had a bit of a an off year when it came to their scoring capabilities. That first line uh, yeah. didn't really pop as it used to, but still a very dangerous line come playoff exactly. times. Pasternak, Bergeron, uh, Marchand, and then that second line with Krejci, Krejci uh, yeah. Craig Smith, Taylor Hall Taylor has, has Hall, been really yeah. good too. Um, as we know, Boston's weakness is definitely their blue line. After losing Chair and Krug in the uh, offseason, yeah. they re- rely heavily a lot on Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick. And mm-hmm. so their blue line's a little thinner. Washington, uh, I think their one issue right now is their goaltending, even though uh, Craig Anderson actually won on the game. Craig Anderson's right now their starting goalie for game two. That's crazy. Because Samsonov's injured, Vanacek's injured too. Or, no, Samsung was actually taken off COVID list, I think. So he's not ready yet. But right now, Craig Anderson's just starting over, but he's looked great. They won, one. so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think, bottom line, it's it's going to come down to who could score the more goals uh, in this series because it's be mm-hmm. a high scoring affair. I just, I like the Boston lineup uh, with, with Taylor Hall on it too. Uh, it really makes them deeper than they originally were going into the postseason. The Capitals, like I, I've talked about it, that Anthony Mantha trade, it's great, but it doesn't really change the aspect of their game with Jacob Verana and Anthony Mantha. Mm-hmm. As they're, they're still the same team. Mm-hmm. Their blue line, as we know, John Carlson, you know, had Justin Schultz, uh, Brendan Dill, and other guys, solid bet guys who have been in the postseason before. And of course, like I said, their goaltending Craig Anderson. So, you know, this is going to be nailed, but I think it's going to go game seven. Uh, seven yeah. games. I think Boston's going to win it. And uh, yeah, what do you think? Okay, I'll start. I know Boston's very good in the playoffs, usually, right? They always yes. do really well. It's very rare for them to get uh, booted the in first the first round. But um, I think Washington's got this one. I'll be okay. honest. I know it might be a bit biased because they won the first game with Craig Anderson Nets. Yeah. But. Uh, if Samsonov, if Samsonov does come back off the COVID, I'm not sure what, how, how that works. Yeah. But if he does come back, they have Samsonov and Nets. Like, Samsonov, a really good goaltender for sure. Um, and both they, like, if they have Samsonov playing, like, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. And uh, I just like Washington overall. Yeah. And uh, a big if factor is Kuz, Kuznetsov. He had oh, an yeah, off season this year. He has not played either, yeah. But, he hasn't uh, played Ku- game one. But uh, if Kuznetsov comes back, he's had an offseason, but remember, like, Three years ago, yeah, when he yeah, yeah. That's a big part of that mm-hmm. team. No, he's um, definitely one of their key players. Exactly uh, on the team. I make TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie always pulls up in the playoffs. Great year, sure. and I- I'm really excited to see Mantha how he plays. Yeah, I just want to see. Yeah, my bad. Um, Mantha's I first think, playoff experience. Exactly, exactly. With us, he never got to play, so I just want to see how he's going to do. But I believe Washington's going to win. I know Tuka Raz very good goaltender. Yeah, uh, Boston's defense not that good, but no, I just have a feeling. Like oh, there's some I don't, I don't none of the teams are that motivated this year. Like they don't like Boston. They've won, like they're not like I would yeah, but I, teams, you know I would I mean? disagree. I feel like Boston with their aging group, they know that their window's closing and they're gonna try and win a club a, a cup in these few years that no, they have but, left together. No, because so I'm just thinking about like Tuka's one, yeah, one. You know what I mean? Like they it's, it's not as intense as uh, other but still, teams, right? it's still the playoffs. Like, uh, yeah, I know it's a playoffs, but 
I'm very excited to see. I think you could say well, the same about Washington, man. It I seems know, like I know. after That's they won the cup, I know, Washington I know. didn't care about hockey ever. I know, again. I know. But uh, obviously, I think it's going to go down in Game Seven. It's a, it's a coin toss for sure in this one. But yeah. what really led me to say uh, Washington is just because they had Craig Anderson and they still won, right? Mm-hmm. And they have Samsonov. It can be completely different. But it's going to be a very, very high-scoring playoff series for sure. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so you, I have Boston. You have Washington. Let's move to the Penguins uh, versus the Islanders. Oh, Penguins yeah. actually the first seed in this one versus the Islanders. The Islanders are up one nothing right now and an OT winner. Uh, Eric? No bias, like you said, because Islanders are up one nothing. But I had Islanders originally over the Penguins. Okay, okay. I mean, I, like Barry Trotz has done magnif- magnificent things in New York, man. He's completely changed the system. He's made yep. a completely defensive type system. Uh, their blue line has been so like they've relied on them incredibly throughout their season. There's that's their strength, really. And mm. uh, Varlamov has been great, uh, yep. but he hasn't actually played. I think it was yeah, the um, Sorokin played. Sorokin, uh, the yeah. Russian, but. You know, the Islanders, they have the defense. They even have the scoring, Eric. They got Matt yeah. Bard- is, uh, Barzell. They got Kyle Palmieri in Paul the trade. Palmieri, yeah. uh, I mean, their team is Jordan Emily. They just have a deep four line. You know, for th- sure. I mean, Matt Barzell is definitely, I wouldn't say, the a best, superstar. He's, he's a fran- yeah, franchise player. He's yeah, a franchise yeah. player, but he's definitely their best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, I mean, just a bunch of uh, a deep uh, exactly. players Very who good. could score. Yeah. Josh you know, Bailey, not superstar. Josh, Josh Bailey. Bailey yeah. John Gabriel Pajot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Penguin, uh, I don't know. It's, I guess, the series that they faced against Montreal last year and them losing kind of mm-hmm, is making mm-hmm. is changing my opinion about the Penguins. I now I think that not washed up, but uh, I think teams can. This is a beatable team, but when it used to be that the Penguins were dominant in the playoffs, this has become a very beatable. I mean, the Islanders beat them. Uh, was it last year? Two, two years, years ago, two ago years. they beat yeah. them like in five games or something. Yeah, like that. I think it might have been four, to be honest. Probably was super maybe, quick. Yeah. I remember. I think, yeah, maybe it was a sweep or something. But yeah, I just like the Islanders. Uh, I mean, they're okay. just a fully built team for me. Okay, so uh, before, because I, I actually watched this game live. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ben Horner. He had it on his phone. If he's watching this, <laughs> but uh, obviously he's a Pittsburgh fan, and uh, he was very disappointed when uh, Cal Palmieri absolutely yeah. sniped that shot right in the top bins. But I was watching this game live, and I was like. Because the thing with Islanders, they always like I've watched a bunch of Islanders games. They don't get that many shots. Like they don't. It's no. not like they don't get many shots, but they don't really allow the team to like get close in. Like they're yeah. like the, the, their defensive system very well built. Like everyone knows their role, and then when they're on offense, they take advantage of their shots. Yeah. Kind of how Vegas a couple years uh, ago when they made it to the finals, like yeah. just super like very consistent with their shots yeah. and uh, very well. Like they don't have like a one superstar that will try and carry the puck. Just very I mean, well Matt built. Barzell is that guy yeah, yeah, and he could do yeah. it, but he doesn't do it as much as McDavid. Exactly, and yeah. May- but uh, and... yeah, their team's really nice. Islanders, yeah. but I'll be honest, I think Pittsburgh is going to win this maybe in oh, yeah. seven. I'll, I'll say seven. Okay. Because, but I, there's just a thing. I feel like Barry Trotz kind of figured out this team, to be honest. Like, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I, like, if, if you think about two years ago, like this team, the, the, the Islanders team two years ago was probably, now it's probably better than it was two years ago. Oh, yeah. The Pittsburgh team got worse. Yeah. I'm being honest. They lost Phil Castle. Like, like, but uh, for sure, because uh, B- Pittsburgh, the thing with them is Jeff Carter is a big addition for them. Mm-hmm. Kaplan's a big addition. Yeah. Malkin's injured right now, so yeah. he didn't even play. And Crosby's and against all obviously the superstars. But, like those are the guys that have to pretty exactly, much show up. Perform, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. So uh, against an Islanders team, this team's so deep that 
You know, you have different lines that are pitching it. The thing that scares me the most, I think, about the Penguins and why I'm taking the Islanders is their mm-hmm. goaltending. Tristan oh, yeah, Jari has yeah. Tristan Jari has not been very good this season. Just okay. their whole goaltending tandem hasn't been very good this season, and that I think has been their weakest, uh, you know, point of their team really? and I their weakest aspect. I mean, they they have the like forwards. Tristan, I mean, they have the great forwards, right? I, I mean, think Casey, Casey dismissed pretty good if they have. Yeah, but they, they didn't have a good season. They're go- I don't think their goaltenders had a very good season. I know, but Tristan Yari is good. Like I feel like he can be a number one goalie. Yeah, if, but those some of those goals against Paul Mary, like know, that OT know, winner, yeah. he was kind of just you know he's in butterfly and he's leaving the top. Mm-hmm, I mean, it was exactly. a great it was a great shot. Yeah, but that's why when I when I, I was making my mean. picks yeah. and I was filling out my bracket, yeah. I'm like, ah, the, the, I don't like the goaltending from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's not yeah, enough for them to fair. win a cup. It's that's definitely fair. not. But you got to think about it. Matt Murray, like, he was good, but he was no, like, he, superstar when he No, played. but he was playing freaking phenomenal in the playoffs. Now he's not the same Matt Murray anymore, sure, but, but he was still incredible. Look at his playoff numbers. But I mean, there's a reason why they, they, they let go of Matt Murray instead of Yari. Like, they kept Yari. Matt Murray's still young, but yeah. they saw something in Yari, so hopefully... I mean, because Yari, had, what, outplayed Murray yeah, exactly. last year? Yeah. And now Yari's had that bad season this year, so... Um, I don't know. That's why I think the goaltender is going to let the Penguins down for me. That's uh, okay. that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, they have the lines. They have the scoring. They have the guys. I mean, no doubt. They can put the mm-hmm. puck behind the net. But especially with the Islanders' defensive system and, you know, just just their goaltending, uh, the Penguins' goaltending scares me. We just got to give credit to Barry Trotz for sure. Like, he yeah. changes teams to all oh my – imagine they still had John Tavares on the team. Like, oh, no, be fuck like Tavares. Couple. Makes them better without him. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, to the Sunshine State, the Battle of the Sunshine oh State. My, Eric. Tampa Bay versus the Florida Panthers. Oh, what a game! That was. I watched Game One. I think you watched Game One. I mean, that was like I, I think the oh, best game out of the playoffs so far. Oh, uh, it was so back and forth. I mean, the scoring was up. I mean, Kucherov yeah. came back. Uh, he had two goals and an assist. Uh, for those reasons, let's. I'll just get to my pick. I think it's Tampa. I, I think Tampa's winning the series. Uh, I yeah. still think it's going to be a really good series. I think it, I could see it go six, even seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think Tampa's going to win six, though. Just the addition of Kucherov. I mean, having Kucherov back is the biggest addition in trade, like the trade deadline, right? Let's say yeah. use it as a trade deadline. I mean, Tampa oh, yeah, got the sure. biggest addition. <laughs> they got David Savard and they got a superstar, Nikita Kucherov, who the, I guess a lot of people, best, yeah, yeah, a lot of people thought, was you know, was skating and stuff. He wasn't, and then, you know, he proved them wrong in the game one. He had, he looked yeah. at himself, he had two goals. He had a great pass to Brain Point to tie the game, the slap pass. Yeah. I mean, that, that team's just too dangerous up front, back end. Uh, they're cool, goaltending. Yeah. Everything. Like, they have and no the, weaknesses. The Panthers are good, too. I mean, uh, yeah. Joe Quenville has coached his team really well. Mm-hmm, and sure. Huberto has had a great season uh, with Barkov on that line. The thing I just, the only reason I think Tampa has the edge over Florida um, when you stack, you know, forwards versus forwards, D versus D, I think it's their mm-hmm. goaltending. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see. Big Bob outplaying Andre Vasilevsky this uh, this playoff yeah, series for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know, with the addition, just having Kucherov and Stamp goes back on an already freaking team, already D team that was killing it without them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm taking them. Cause I'll be honest, bro. I'm cause remember I remember Spencer Knight played a couple games. Yeah, for, he went four and zero or something. That's all. I was, I was like, imagine they play Spencer. But I, I doubt it. Though. Yeah, yeah, he's too young. But uh, that's still. Crazy future for them for sure. But I mean, what are they yeah, going to do with Bob on the contracts? But anyway, yeah, pro big contract, yeah, big contract for another another conversation. But yeah, yeah. so me, I, I probably I have Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win in five or six actually. Okay, but the only reason I I'd maybe say six is because of Barkov and Huberdo mm-hmm. and maybe Ekblad. Just like they have, they still have really good players, right? Like Florida has really good yeah. players. Um, like 
Sam Bennett's been playing really but, good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Sam. But he's also right? suspended. Uh, he, he also is suspended for game two, uh, for yeah. a hit on Blake or Coleman, Blake Coleman. But uh, yo, Sam Bennett showed like in, in the regular season really, yeah. really good after the trade deadline. For but, sure. Uh, I have Tampa for sure. Don't really have to explain why. Yeah. So probably you like. Lee, any like anyone that gets a puck, you're like fuck. They might be able to score right yeah. now. Like it's it's ridiculous. So much depth. Like mm-hmm. the only uh, chance and- of taking Tampa to lose in the first round is if it's maybe versus Columbus. That's it. Because yeah. I think that's just <laughs> I think that's just mind games with them. Yeah, for sure. But I I think it's just because every every player on that team has been in the playoffs. They made it for like and they've won it and yeah they've won it and. Their team's been consistent over the years too, yeah. right? They have the same few pieces, right? If it goes down to like Palat, like Kalorn, like just like even down, like it's been the same pieces, you know? They're very consistent. So um, I think they're going to win it for sure. And, and Loki, yeah. if Sergei Borowski, like, like, yeah, but I don't think he's going to crazy. Yeah, but I don't think he But he, will, he probably won't. Because don't forget, Borowski was the goaltender that actually beat them. In Col- uh, when yes. they went, yeah, when he was in Columbus, so but Borowski's obviously not the same anymore. Nope. So, uh, so that's why I have. Uh, I think it's Tampa. the blue line, for sure. Yeah. In Columbus, I mean, in Columbus, they had a they had a great blue line. I mean, you exactly. guys, you got guys like Seth Jones, uh, Waransky, even Warensky. David Savard was on that David team. Savard, yeah, and, and that's why I think Big Bob, Big, sorry, Big Bob thrive, and that's why I don't think he thrived that much in Florida, is mm-hmm. because. Florida's blue line was much weaker than that. Yeah, Columbus they had like blue line. Keith was not, not a great and, uh, defensive. Uh, you know, Aaron Ekblad sta- uh, stepped up, but I think that when yeah. Bob had that terrible season that first year, it's mm-hmm. because of that transitioning of the blue line. He oh, had to sure, adjust to sure. uh, adjust to, so he wasn't used to it. But um, yeah, Tampa, incredible. You know, the experts were saying that t- they, uh, Tampa wouldn't be able to keep guys like Tyler Johnson and Oh Kalorn. Oh, yeah. They're gonna have to trade and and blah blah blah. Uh, sorry, blah blah blah. Oh my God, two voice cracks in a row. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, somehow with the injury reserve, Kucherov they didn't oh, have yeah, to pay him the nine million. Yeah. They finessed the system, finesse, yeah. and they were able to keep all these guys. And so they're just poised for a back-to-back run th- here. Do you think Kucherov actually got go like? How does yeah, that- so there is this guy. Okay, so I don't know. I think, I think he could have been healthy before. Okay. And Tampa just said, "Listen, we're just going to wait for the playoffs." But then again, I don't know if the NHL is allowed to like ask for their medical records and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that side. Like, is the NHL allowed the, to ask for their NHL re- Like, I mean, Kucherov has nothing to lose if he like yeah. he's going to get paid the same. The only thing he won't get the playoffs, but like, but if he he is injured, like, and it doesn't even count. I don't know that how that's how it worked. Like, it doesn't count. The LTIR, yeah, LTIR does not count. So. That's, Yo, they finesse so hard, bro. I mean, there's no salary cap in the playoffs, so that's why. Exactly. So, so I mean, Tampa, yeah. So, I think Tampa has this in the bag. For Let's sure. move on to the Preds and Hurricanes, Eric. Mm. This series hasn't been played yet. Still 0-0. Preds, fourth seed. Hurricanes, first seed. Preds were very, like, Preds were not making the playoffs this season, Eric. And then mm. they went on that crazy run. Yeah. Saros. And, and and Saros, really, yeah. yeah. And they pushed themselves into the playoffs. But... I'm taking the Hurricanes. Like no explanation needed. The Hurricanes have been amazing this season. Uh, just they're such a well-built team. Oh yeah. They had James sure. Reimer, Peter Mrazek. They even had the rookie. Uh, I forget his name. Nedjovic. Oh. And Ned Nedjovic, a goaltender. Nedjovic, whatever for the goaltender. Oh yeah, he's great. You know, they have the depth on goaltending. They have the depth on defense. They have one of the best blue lines in the league, Carolina, mm-hmm. and just they They're have the, underrated the, defense. Yeah, for sure. they have the talent up front too. I mean, they got mm-hmm. t- uh, Tuivo Teravainen back. They have Sebastian Ajo. I mean, Martin Vincent Trocheck. Martin Netchez had a great year. 
Shvechnikov. Uh, I mean, there's so many more. So, many uh, so this is just a very well-built team that I think uh, is just going to beat the Preds maybe five games, I give it. Fair. Five games. So, yeah, same same here. I think they're probably going to win in around five games. Um, I, I know Nashville's really good. I don't think Forsberg is back. I'm not sure. About he, is, that. he is, he is, he is. He is? Okay, yeah. Forsberg is back. But still, like, I don't think Nashville has enough to win. They're not the same Nashville team from a couple years ago. No. Uh, just Carolina, their team's really like it's so well built. Like, kind of like I'm interested to see if they both make it in the second round. Tampa and uh, yeah, Carolina. I'm interested to see that matchup for sure. Mm-hmm. Be a really good matchup, but yeah, for sure, high scoring. If, if yeah. it gets there, yeah. But well, very well built team. I love their defense for sure. So yeah. underrated. Tell me, one of the best of, uh, defensive blue lines in the league, in my exactly. opinion. I mean, so yeah, not much to say. I think I, I also have uh, Carolina. Yeah. Uh, let's go. To the Wild and the Golden Knights, Eric. Wild are actually leading this series one nothing. If yeah. there is one series to have an upset, Eric, it is this one for sure. For I sure. think uh, yeah. Golden Knights were the second seed, uh, Minnesota the third seed. So they go head to head. I know it's one nothing. I just I haven't done my research on Max Pacioretty. I, he's he was injured in game one. I don't know when he was he's going to return, um, but. I'm taking the Vegas Golden Knights in this one, Eric, yeah. for sure. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Marc-Andre Fleur wasn't even expected to start this season, but he had to because Leonard was dealing with his uh, mental health uh, issues. And so Marc-Andre Fleur played pretty much the whole season. And, man, he was great. And I don't know if any of you watched the first game, but he was making crazy saves. And kudos to Cam Talbot, too, who, who had, like, yeah. 40 shots and a yeah. shutout. But uh, I definitely don't think can tell but even though the good season he had is going to be able to keep it up against a high scoring uh vegas i don't think he's be able to shut them out so you know vegas had a tough first game where they couldn't score you know they're missing their top scorer i think max patrick was not their top scorer i have no clue who their top scorer is but one of their best scorers mm-hmm. so i don't know when he's to return but even without him i still think vegas is built uh to, to score even on the blue yeah. line martinez uh, Shea Theodore up front. They got Stone, that Marsha So line with Riley Smith and all that. Well, Matias Janmark, they too. pick up. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they shouldn't lose this series. Yeah. But it's very possible because Minnesota Wild, like I said, great season. Yeah. Uh, they, they're playing really well. Kaprasov, uh, Zuccarello, Fiala. So, you know. But, yeah. But let's be honest. The and they have a really Minnesota, good blue line, too. Yeah. Minnesota, like, it, it's just. Obviously, Vegas, so many more consistent players. They've yeah. shown it before. They've been there. Like, last year, they made it, I think, semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas is a really good team. And the thing with Minnesota is Cam Talbot, he, he's been, like, he had a good season a couple years ago with Edmonton and then yeah. had a, two bad seasons. Yeah. And then now, this year, he's playing really well for mm-hmm. some reason on, on a Minnesota team. Uh, Ka- uh, what's his name? Kapanen, the guy I traded to you. Kako oh, Kakonen, Kakonen. Kakonen, obviously he's not Kakonen, playing, but not he was playing. like when he was playing, he was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about me. that. Yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not go there. But um, the thing with uh, I think what's really helping out Minnesota for sure is their defense. If you if if I just like they have Spurgeon, Dumba, yeah. Ryan Suter, like that's a really good defensive core for sure. And uh, on offense, obviously they only have five. Like Zuccarello, if you say if if you're Naming the best person, Zuccarello, Caprasol is really good. Yeah, Fiala. And, uh, Fiala, like, it's not, like, that good. Like, it's good, but if you go off, like, Vegas, you know how many yeah. good players they have, you know what I mean? It's it's weird, but I think it's going to go to, like, six, maybe probably six games. 
I think it's going to go six oh, games. Yeah. For this could, I could see this go seven games. Yeah, um, it might go seven because the Wild are up one nothing. But I think I'm going to – what you said, I'm going to counter the Minnesota Wild. I think their strongest point right now is not actually their blue line, but it's actually okay. the young forwards that they've had in the lineup. Uh, okay. You know, we know how good Minnesota Wild's blue line uh, is, but in past recent years, it hasn't been able to carry this team over the edge. I know right? what you mean, yeah. yeah. But with the additions of – Kaprizov and that young talent and skill and that skating speed and put him on a line with Matt Zuccarello who people you know people scrutinize the GM actually got fired or I, I forget if he got fired or stepped down or whatever but pretty much because of that Matt Zuccarello contract that he signed you know at first people uh, disagree with it it's still you can argue probably a bad contract but he showed up this year for sure exactly and so I think just with Kaprizov Fiala and just the vets around them that's a really well-built team there's a I'll say we're gonna be saying this a lot this episode but a lot of these teams are really like mixed well up front when it comes mm-hmm. to the mix of vets and young players right yeah. uh, you see it in Montreal a lot you see it in Minnesota and so you know when you have these young guys who are scoring goals, it gets the guys going and stuff like that. And it brings a new life to the forward core, I think. And that's what's really brought Minnesota over the edge of the season is because of those, not a di- but those, uh, those young players. Uh, Fiala, the last year he came in, or that trade deadline, uh, he's been here for, I don't know how long, two years, three years? Uh, two years after the Gremlin trade. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then Kapasov here now, who's had a phenomenal season. So yeah. I think it's those young guys who have really, you know, lightened, you know, yeah. made this team explode. I know me. You know what's crazy? It's crazy the thing that Kaprasov was drafted in the same draft class as yeah. David, which is kind of late because he's 24, right? But it's hey, look, at, look what happens is when you have a player playing Russia or playing or their American League or whatever or exactly. overseas, whatever. Sometimes it's good to let players stay there and develop. Exactly, develop, yeah. And That's then come Panarin overseas. Able, yeah, Panarin, Panarin did it. Kaprasov's going to do it. Looks like he's yeah. going to turn into a great player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm glad the Minnesota Wild let him develop there mm-hmm. and then thought he was ready enough. And it showed he's completely ready for the NHL, even though exactly. it's a very smaller ice than he's used to, but he's been able to adapt. So exactly, for sure. I still think, so we both have Vegas, right? Yeah, but Vegas. the Wild, I wouldn't be surprised though. I would exactly. not be surprised if the Wild won. But don't forget, Wild, I don't think they've ever made, have they? The second round I, in a while, eh? No, I, I think they've never made it to the third round. I, I saw something oh. like that, but yeah. I don't even I mean, know they've, they've never won a made cup, it out of so. the first. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever made it out of the first. I think they have maybe, but back in the day, I'm not sure. But I know they've been booted a bunch in the mm-hmm. first or the second, which is because they've never had like a really insane team, right? If you look at, think about it, like their teams have always been like, okay, even if you go back to like the Matt Mosey and Jason Palmanville days, or even Thomas Van, like their teams yeah. have never been insane. Nope. So, so we'll look forward to that series. Yeah. But let's move on to the. Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues. Blues win the Stanley Cup. What was it? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Wow. They're now the fourth seed versus the number one seed Avalanche, which people expected. And, wow, this is another tough series. But the Blues team is not the same Blues team that it was a couple years back. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the Avs in this one. Mm-hmm. I have not liked Jordan Bennington's play of this year. Um, you know, and if the Blues are going to ups- or have an upset, he's going to have to play lights out, and he hasn't been able to do that this season. Avalanche, I mean, that first line, Nate McKinnon, Landeskog, Ranton. I mean, the depth two on this team, All that team. Is, yeah, I mean, the Avalanche true. have been known as a one-line team, remember, for years, for years, when yeah. those three guys were playing together. Yeah. The Avalanche are a one-line team. They're never going to – and then finally – uh, they got these guys. They got Brandon Saad. They got Nazem Kadri. I mean, they've yeah. added depth to this team, and it There's actually so makes them depth. a serious threat. Just the thing 
that scares me about the abs is are they contenders or are they pretenders right mm-hmm. i mean the abs were dangerous one what was it that year when they lost to calgary and like uh or no 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 calgary lost to them in five games yeah yeah Avalanche lost to uh, who they lose to last year? Dallas, I think, or Vegas. Oh yeah, it was like Vegas or Dallas or something. I forget. It was one of those two teams. But two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but Vegas I think, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Sorry, it was a different upset. Yeah. I just hopefully, um, hopefully this team could uh, play to their expectations, right? And yeah. you know, the St. Louis Blues are a good team, and mm-hmm. David Prom may may not be available for game one, uh, but they're still a very deep team up front. Uh, their blue line too has taken a hit with losing Petrangelo, uh, Petrangelo but they add Tory Krug. So, mm-hmm. and like I said, Jordan Benton hasn't been that good. Philip Grubauer has been better this season. So, I'm taking the ads. Sure. Probably okay. going to be a six. I'll say six. Okay, fair. I'm actually going to, I have so much faith in the abs this season. I'll yeah. be honest. I have them going so far. I think they're going to win in five, six. Um, the thing with Blues is obviously they're really good for a four seed, right? Just for like yeah. they have a really good team. Uh, Jordan Benton, obviously not as good as he used to be, but he's still really good. Sure. Uh, they still have their defense, like uh, Vince Dunn, Tory Crew, not bad, pretty decent. And they're they're fourth. Like, they've yeah, they've never had like Tara Singles back for them. Yeah. And Ro- they have Ryan O'Reilly, obviously, but I don't think it's nothing compared to what Avalanche have for sure. Like their depth is ridiculous. Yeah. If you go down, like Andre Burkowski mm-hmm. has an underrated season, super yeah, like, super underrated season. Uh, they still have like what's his name Soderberg, Tyson Yost, obviously Nazem Kadri, yeah. even someone like a uh, Nerchushkin. Yeah, that's what his name. Super under like just so 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 deep their team and their defense with and they, and their defense is very mobile too. Sure, exactly. Gerard, Gerard, I love very Gerard. very mobile defenseman yeah. that the, I love, the, yeah I, that the Blues I, don't I, have except in Tori Krug I'd say exactly and and Grubauer showed up for the they didn't uh, they picked uh, Verlamov uh, what's his name Grubauer Verlamov Ver- yeah Grubauer has been out. really good this season basically a Vesna contender for sure mm-hmm. so um, they have everything like. They have everything for a cup run. They're just going to – they should beat the Blues. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if they lose to a good team, they lose to a good team. But Exactly. Yeah. The Avs should win this one. But Ryan O'Reilly has promised that they're going to beat the Avs. I mean, okay. what a statement to make. But oh, I don't yeah, know. Ryan O'Reilly – yeah, cocky. Uh, what? Because remember Ryan O'Reilly used to be on the Avs a couple That's of That's true, yeah. Ago, and then he – you remember he crashed uh, Oh, yeah, and the Tim Hortons. The Tim Hortons. And then, and then they, they booted him. him. Yeah. yeah, and then he won a cup with uh, yeah, St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, and won, yeah, so yeah, maybe some bad blood. We'll see. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. For sure, but uh, yeah, I got the abs. You got the abs. Mm-hmm. So that f- closes the the door on the American playoffs. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the North Division playoffs, Eric. Yeah, where it's finalized. Montreal did not pass the Jets. <laughs> they couldn't be able. To, they didn't do it. But let's talk about the Jets series first. The Jets versus the Oilers. Eric, the Jets are limping right now into the playoffs. Yeah, sure. uh, they're on a crazy. Uh, no, they're not on a losing streak, but they have lost many games mm-hmm. uh, in their last ten. So they're limping into the playoffs. Nick Ehlers, I think, is expected back for Game One, mm-hmm. but they're facing Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. Exactly. This is a tough. This is a tough. I mean, I like the Jets' top six. I do like the Jets' top six. But f- this season, they have not been able to figure out Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, unlike the Canadians have been, and that's because of Philip Dano. You know, yeah. They don't really have that first line center. That I mean, Mark Scheifele is great, but defensively to hold contain McDavid, no, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't been able to do it. 
Adam Lowry, I'd say, is probably their best checking center. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they're going to throw Adam Lowry out against McDavid. And that's why I think I'm taking the Oilers on this one. It's going to be high scoring. You know, the Jets definitely have the better goaltender. They don't have the better blue line. And when it comes to, they do have the better top six. And with Nick Ehlers, it makes them a lot better. And it actually could put them over the edge uh, with Nick, Nick Ehlers back. But I think for now, I'm going to go with the Oilers just based because I think McDavid's going to take over in this series. Okay. Playing with McDa- uh, playing with uh, Dreisaitl. Or I just think those two are actually just going to pop. Because okay. nobody's been, been able to shut down McDavid on the Jets. And, yeah. you know, Mike Smith's played incredible this, uh, this regular season. Hopefully he keeps up in the playoffs. You know, Connor Hellebuck has been the cornerstone for the Jets. He's going yeah. to have to play amazing if they're going to yeah. win this series. So that's why I'm going to take the Oilers, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go the, the Oilers too. But I think it's going to be a lock. I think it's going to be yeah, like seven Yeah, it's definitely like going to be a lock. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be like something like seven games. But don't you can't forget, like, Jets, they've been booted in the first round, like, last two or three seasons. Yeah. Like, they've been booted, I mean, like, to be fair, they had their stars injured yes, uh, yes, yes. against Calgary. But, and, yeah. But, like, you, you, I don't know. It's just – and they're always, they've always played – they've always been, like, either two – like, they've always played hard teams and they've never been able to get out of the first round, which is tough on them. Yeah. But, like, I love their team, though, the Jets. They have Connor Hellebuck. Their yep. defense obviously pretty weak. Very uh, weak, I would say. Very so. weak, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think McDavid's going to, like, eat these guys Exactly. Up. Oh, McDavid's going to eat for sure. Like, and even Dreisaitl, too. Like, if he's out there against Josh Morrissey or Neil mm. Pionk, he's going to be able to check down mm. low. But he's, we he's all a big know body. About, like, uh, Jets have really good offensive players, for sure. Yes. They have a lot of star power. Yeah. So... They're going to be very reliant on that. And the thing, the reason why they weren't that good last year was because their star power just didn't, like, no one, they barely no, scored I would, I, I would say this. I would say the reason they didn't do well last year is because of their blue line. But their that same blue line this year has played exceptionally better yeah. than the blue but, line but they, they were last year. they couldn't score last year either. And they had a lot of injuries, obviously, with that line. But, like, they just couldn't score. Either. Like, you have to be able to score. And um, I think they're going to have a pretty, uh, it's, it's not that hard to score on Edmonton, to be honest. Because uh, their goal, nope. like, goal is not yeah. that good. And the thing with Edmonton is, you, we all know about Connor McDavid and yes. Leon Dresser. It's going to be that. But uh, Yamamoto's got to pick it up, obviously, if they want to do well. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hawkins got to pick it up. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. They're, but I mean, yeah, I mean, when McDavid and Dresser don't score, they're not going to win the exactly. game. Exactly. And their D-line's actually pretty, like, you got to look. Darnell I mean, Nurse. Darnell's really had a good, great yeah, season. Great season, for sure. So, But I wouldn't say Darnell Nurse is going to be the reason. That puts no, him no, over no, the edge. But you, you got to go into the depth, obviously, when you're analyzing these games. You yeah. can't just look at Leon Dresdell and Connor McDavid. Sure. But it's definitely one of the main pieces. Connor McDavid and Leon, they literally, like, these guys always eat. Like, mm-hmm. they'll always get, they always get their points. Even last year when they, they got booted, like, they still got, like, they're oh, yeah. still, like, up there. They got, they got a bunch of points. So it's, it's, it's going to be a pretty good matchup. I'm it's going to be a high score affair for sure, I think. I'm just I mean, sad that we're going to have to wait, like, uh, I think, when, when till Thursday. Wednesday? Yeah, Thursday. That game starts Wednesday, yeah. And that I, just, I, I still find it funny that Vancouver still got to finish their games. Yeah. Even though but, but yeah, this is definitely going to be a high-scoring affair. I mean, there's no secret that McDavid isn't very good 200 feet. Like, he's not very good in his own yeah. zone and in the neutral zone when it comes to uh, his defensive uh, capabilities. Same thing with the Jets. They don't really have a guy who can do it. Mark Shifley's not really that guy. Uh, you know, I would say Adam Lowry's probably their best checking mm-hmm. center. Yeah. But I doubt that Paul Maurice is going to you know, line them up against McDavid for the whole game. Yeah. So it's just going to be high score. I mean, they're going to score goals. You know, people are going to be left open. People aren't going to be as, you know, st- st- you know, strict defensively. 
compared to teams like the Montreal Canadiens that shadow McDavid and do a really well job like yeah. uh, doing that. So I think it's to be a shootout. I just think because of Edmonton has McDavid and Drysaddle that they're going to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets won. Again, this is probably That's another fair. series. I wouldn't be surprised that the Jets won. That's fair to say. So well, that series is done. Let's move on to the last series, Eric, yeah. of the North Division. <laughs> the Montreal yeah. Canadiens yeah. versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, we've already talked about it, but let's go First more time since, yeah. what, 1970? First time since the 1970s. Yeah. I forget the, de- yeah. the year since the Habs and Leafs have played in the playoffs. Montreal beating the Leafs last time was in five games, I think. So I guess that should mean something, right? A game that happened 30 years ago, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no. Montreal's fourth seed. The Leafs, of course, are the first seed. Montreal has actually sent Brendan Gallagher and Carey Price to play in the Val Rocket game, uh, their Monday game, for conditioning wait, purposes. Yeah. Wait, actually? Yeah. Wait, M- Carey Price can play half the game. Gallagher is going to play the game for conditioning purposes because they're expected back into the lineup. Carey Price is actually expected back into the lineup. So, Eric, like we've talked about this before, and I, I, yeah. I'll just say quickly, it all comes down to, to X and Ys, right? Yeah. I mean, the Habs are built. They're a depth, depth team. I mean, that's how Bergevin wanted his team to look. No star power or anything. They're built through depth. Mm-hmm. They're deep on their the up front. When healthy, they're deep on their blue line. And, of course, exactly. they have maybe arguably the best goaltending tandem compared to, or, you know, arguably against Fleury and Leonard. Yeah. Is Carey Price and Jake Allen. Yeah. See now, here are the big ifs. If Carey Price, Shea Weber, come back playing the way they're playing normally, mm-hmm. if Carey Price goes back to playing like crap, like he was, and he's not playoff Carey Price, and Shea Weber isn't his healthy self, and he's not able to be as physical as possible, and and you know as dominant as he is, then the Montreal Canadiens are going to lose this series. Yeah. Sadly, I mean they are, because if you have Shea Weber healthy, then he's able to actually you know. Shat, not shadow Matthews, but make it harder for him to score. Uh, definitely when he's on the ice, because those cross checks, you know, to the back in the yeah. ribs cage, that's going to be allowed in the playoffs. The refs are going to allow that. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Shea Weber signature, right? The cross check in the lower back yeah. that puts guys to their knees in front of that. That that's going to go. Refs are going to allow that. So exactly. Shea Weber knows that. Mm-hmm. But when he's healthy and he's the best, you know, defenseman in the league in front of the net like that, like he is in his, like he was in his prime. But I still think he could be, could be the best defenseman in front of his net, it's going to be a lot harder for Austin Matthews to score and Mitch Marner and all them because uh, Matthews likes to circulate the net. He loves to go everywhere. And so it's going to yeah. be a lot harder. Of course, up front, like I said this yesterday or last week, it's going to come down to Ducharme's matchups, who, his lines. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good players that are going to be left out of this lineup. Mm-hmm. Guys like Cole Caulfield, who I think might not play for some reason. Uh, I forget who else was it. Uh, it was Cole Caulfield and someone else. But I mean... And he thinks, you know, he wants to play Stahl, of course. He's going to play Eric Stahl in the playoffs. Yeah. Eric Stahl hasn't done anything in Montreal, and he's looked is, a lot is Jake Evans, Jake Evans playing for sure. Jake Evans should play. Yeah, I think he's going to play with Paul yeah. Byron and like uh, and Lekanen. The key for Montreal right now, the only way they beat the Leafs, they got to put fast guys in their lineup. They got to yeah, compete sure. with the speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look how mobile the Leafs' blue line is. It's yeah. incredibly mobile. Montreal's yeah. not mo- – they don't really have that mobile defenseman, but – Oh, wait, they got a guy like Brett Kulak who can move the puck. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be in the lineup? Is, uh, you know, Gustafson going to be in the lineup? Maybe not. He hasn't been that great defensively, but he's mm-hmm. a guy who can move the puck. It just depends on the matchups. Is Stahl and Perry going to be on the same line? That's a slow line that's just going to get mm-hmm. burnt the whole time. Um, you know, 
Josh Anderson is, he, I think he's going to show up in the playoffs. He has, he's been on a bit of a slump so far, so hopefully he can come back. Gallagher, of course, the addition of Gallagher changes the, the complexity of this team completely. I mean, yeah. this is a, a completely different team, and the stats don't lie. They score more goals when he's in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. And they play may, way better. So could this team return to the team it was at the beginning of the season? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like Don, uh, Jonathan Drouin is going to play. And I, I think mm. this guy might have played his last game in Montreal. I, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, I you mean, think so? Okay. I mean, is he, is he playing the playoffs? I don't know. If he's not playing the playoffs, I, I, it proves to Montreal and the organization, the fans, that he's not built for the pressure, right? Sure. And so if he's not playing the playoffs, if he doesn't play at all, I think it could be his last game as a Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. Uh, I thought he was going to be ready for playoffs. It doesn't look like it, so... But you never know with these personal issues or whatever. Uh, I just I haven't heard any with... word or anything. So yeah. I'm taking okay. the Habs. Okay. Because I'm really? trusting that You're they're going to play. Taking the Habs, okay. Gonna, I mean, oh, I have to. There's no chance I'm saying. I know. Either. I know what you mean. Yeah. But uh, if they play their potential, then yeah, they have the advantage, or at least okay. I think it's just uh, they also turn the puck over the most mm-hmm. to the Leafs. You know, yeah. to any other team is okay. it's the Leafs. So. Can they counter that pressure? Mm-hmm. Can they be good in the neutral zone? Can they have clean exits? You know, can are they going to take penalties every game too? Right? Is this That's a, what I was about to add. Montreal is going to take two penalties a game, then they're going to lose this series because mm-hmm. you can't give guys like that a chance. They have to and, be more disciplined. But, but it's not about taking. And hopefully, penalties in the too. in the playoffs, that's going to be in favor of Montreal because they do exactly. they aren't that disciplined, and so maybe a lot of calls they can get away with. We'll see. Exactly, it. but it's just a stupid a lot of stupid penalties. I'll be honest. I remember yeah. last year over the even puck, when they played yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. like in the play, like it was a uh, the playing round, like. Yeah. there's some dumb penalty. It's just like trip, like these trip. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know, like oh, when a uh, delay of game. Like I, it's yeah. just you. You don't like those penalties for sure. But to me, it's definitely goaltending and defense. Like Columbus, the reason why they won last, uh, two, yeah. they had, they had crazy goal. Uh, yeah, they had Corpusello and Nets. They played really good defense, and that's how they won. Like the thing that you you have to do against Toronto is you just can't let them score as like. If you keep them to like two, three goals, you'll be because Toronto they can score anytime. You just have to be so yeah. disciplined. All like you just have to be on your game. You have to know where uh, McD- uh not McDavid, Matthews is on the ice. You have to know where like should be really good, sound defensively. And um, yeah, if if you're not good defensively, it's gonna show in the play. It's they're gonna they're gonna take advantage. Like if Gustafsson doesn't like. Well, I don't know he's if he's even like, playing. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But like players like Gustafsson or if Shea Weber has an off game and shows that like he's not good, like he's gonna get burned, like he's gonna get killed in playoffs for sure. Yeah. So that's why this seems really like Shea Weber's got a lot of questions for yeah. this team because at least yeah, they're fully healthy. Sure. And you know, but is the Montreal Canadiens are those mm-hmm. players gonna be able to return at their best? Right. Yeah. Is Price gonna be able to return? Price plays better with uh with uh. This team is better with when it comes to a uh, time off. I mean, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins last year because yeah. they had two months off. Exactly. Price had a little time off here. Shea Weber has a little time off here. Are they going to come back and you know be as dominant as they were in the yeah. playoff bubble? It depends. It all well, comes really, down to yeah. if Carey Price is Carey Price. If he's not K- playoff Carey Price, then they lose. Right. Interested to see how the vets will help out this team for sure. Like, because usually, as I say, like in playoffs, like if you have a lot of vets, like that helps a lot, right? Because yeah. uh, they've been there. Like obviously Eric Stahl, like, like hopefully Eric Stahl wakes up and, and exactly, you know, realizes exactly. this is the playoffs. I got to show up. They, they, you know, they traded for me. Remember what, like, uh, like just, a lot of vets show up in the play. Like, remember Justin Williams, show, like that yeah. one play. He just show like players. Like you just need like your vets to show up in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, I just, got, uh, uh, it's going to come to decisions like the lineup, I don't know if we lo- if we lose the first game, 
and we only score like one goal. Is I mean, Caulfield yeah. plays game two. Like, I don't know. I think Caulfield should have been in the in the starting lineup. I don't think he's yeah. starting. I don't think KK's starting, which is okay because he hasn't been playing that well either. And yeah, like you know, I'm tired of the Habs losing. Like, if the player's not ready, they're not ready. I don't want them. To, if KK's not okay. going to be able to play okay. to his potential, then yeah, I guess he has to sit. Yeah. So. It's just, you know, we dra- we traded for stall guys like that to come and play in the playoffs, right? But he hasn't shown it that he's ready. So yeah, I'll be honest, I think if I had to make a prediction right now, I'd say Toronto in six. Yeah. But I believe if it goes to game seven, I think Montreal is more made for the pressure than Toronto is. I mean, yeah, Toronto has nothing like they need to win. Montreal has no pressure. Yeah, They're expected exactly. to lose. Toronto has been choking in, in the last games. Like they lost yeah. in five last season. They lost in seven to Boston, like two years in a row, whatever it was. Like, I think if it goes down to game seven, like Montreal, like you can take advantage of that pressure that Toronto yeah. has. Like, well, game seven's still far away. So, <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, if it ever gets to there, like, I just think uh, Montreal, should, they should, like, you should, don't put too much pressure on Montreal. Just let them play their game. That's what I'm saying. Um, they shouldn't have, I mean, there's still pressure. Yeah, no, obviously there's pressure, but I think, I think the Leafs are going to be feeling it oh, more. Oh, yeah. That's what you have. Like, you need the Leafs to feel that pressure because, bro, Leafs are stressing. Like, oh yeah, if they don't, if they get seat. bounced by the Canadians, well, let me tell you, there's gonna be a, f- there's gonna be a the city scene. fire in Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah, the scenes. I mean, the fan base will be pissed. The organization will be pissed. So oh, hopefully it happens. Yeah, hopefully yeah, this yeah. gonna happen. I mean, I don't care if they have to win the cup, but if they can beat the Leafs, oh yeah, I'll enjoy that playoffs. All, literally, that, that's all we need for sure. Like, uh, as a much from people from Montreal, like, that's, yeah, oh, if for we sure. win, that'd be incredible. So, like I said, the X, a lot of X and Ys in that series. So, I mean, it's just going to come down. We'll, we'll just have to watch and wait and see, you know. And basically, that's that. So, that has been the episode. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to the Ship and Zang Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back, of course, next week for the next episode. We'll maybe be talking NBA playoffs probably uh, uh, then. Yeah. So, yeah. tune in for that. And then, like I said, thanks again for listening to the Stephen Zang Show. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.